Welcome to Healing America with Dr. Jim White. Jim has been investing, coaching executives, and turning around companies for over 30 years. Now your host, Dr. Jim White. Good evening, this is Jim White, and welcome to Healing America. We have former Congressman and presidential candidate Joe Walsh with us this evening. Let's learn a little bit more about Joe. He has a very interesting career and I have followed him for many, many years. And it's a pleasure to have him with us tonight on the show. Joe was born in North Barrington, Illinois, and he's number five of nine children. He attended Grinnell College as a BA in English from the University of Iowa and master's in public policy from the University of Chicago. Joe spent much of his early career dedicated to a life of service and limited government involvement, I'm gonna use that word, take some liberty here, involvement, working with such organizations as Jobs for Youth, the Milton and Rose Friedman Foundation, the Heartland Institution, the Daniel Murphy Scholarship Foundation, and the American Education Reform Council. He taught American government and American history at the Hebrew Technological College and Oakton Community College in Chicago. Elected to the United States Congress in 2010, Joe refused. Joe refused his congressional health benefits. I remember that well. And pension. He slept in his office, limited himself to no more than three terms in office, held more town hall meetings than any other member of Congress, Joe was one of the most outspoken and well-known members of Congress, becoming a lead advocate for the balanced budget amendment, term limits, tax cuts, cut it off pay for members of Congress. And I remember that one extremely well and certainly supported it from a distance if they didn't pass the budget. Tax cuts, cutting off pay for members of Congress if they didn't pass the budget. Second Amendment rights and support for the state of Israel. He served on the Small Business Committee, the Committee of Homeland Security, and the Committee on Oversight and Government Reform. Joe received the highest possible ratings on freedom and limited government from the Club for Growth, Freedom Works, and the Heritage Action. In March of 2013, Joe became the host of what quickly became the most popular political talk radio show in Chicago and was quickly syndicated in major markets around the country. In August of 2019, and I remember today, on August of 2019, Joe announced his candidacy for the President of the United States, waging a Republican primary challenge against Donald Trump. In June of 2020, Joe was back on the air with the Joe Walsh Show on GAB Radio Network, broadcasting around the country. What a great American. Joe, welcome to the show. It is a pleasure, my friend, to have you with us this evening. Hey, uh, Jim, it may be a pleasure to have me, but it's an honor to be with you. I mean that, my friend. You're a great American, and God bless you and thank you for your service to this country, mister. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I, uh, it, it, it's hard to believe it's been over 50 years since uh, those, those times and uh, man, walking through the jungle in Vietnam. And it's, 
It's a, and, and, and thank you for that. Uh, that, that, yeah. mean, that, mean, that means a lot. Um, as a Republican member of Congress and a presidential candidate, who can you point to from the other side? Because you and I both know we're so divisive. We, we have so much rhetoric. We have to. So as a congressman, Republican, presidential candidate, who can we point to? Who can you point to from the other side that you look up to? Well, Jim, it was interesting. When I was in Congress, uh, my own Republican Party didn't like me much because I went there really angry about all the debt that both parties were responsible for. Uh, so I was able to find a few Democrats on the other side, Democrat members of Congress, who were concerned as much as I was about the debt. We quickly realized that neither political party really cared about the debt. But I worked with uh, I worked with some good Democratic congressmen while I was there. Dennis Kucinich of uh, Ohio, uh, Congressman Gerald Polis, who now is governor of Colorado. I, I often, Jim, found it easier to work with Democrats than members of my own party. Um, running for president against Donald Trump was maybe the craziest thing I ever did. Um, we can get into that, but. I'll tell you what, I gained a lot of respect for, and this angers a lot of my conservative friends, I gained a lot of respect for Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, who mm -hmm. seemed to stand for the Constitution more than Donald Trump did. We live in crazy times. We do live in crazy times, and uh, I, I, I remember uh, Dennis, and uh, I, I, just, I just remember, and, and, and today, you know, it, is it possible, in your opinion, Joe, when you're walking the halls of uh, Congress and power, is it possible to heal America under the current condition? Is it possible? No, not currently. Not currently. I think it's always helpful to remember this. Jim, you know where I stand on Trump. I think he's yeah. a horrible human being. I think he's a threat to this country. Um, I, 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 I think he's a clear and present danger. He's everything our founding fathers feared. He's an authoritarian. Um, as long as he's president, you're not going to have any healing, any uniting. But I think it's always really helpful to remember how the hell did he become president? Right. And you know this and you've alluded to this in your work. A very broken, divided country gave us Trump. He didn't create the divide. He's the product of the divide, I think. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting you say that because I have, uh, I should say, as I was writing the book, Broken America, I was looking into it and I was looking into different parts of the nation, trying to how we became that divided. And uh, someone that uh, by distance that actually know or have uh, from a distance Trump back in his private sector real estate days, which I thought he was an absolute moron then. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and he, he doesn't cease to surprise me that he reinforces that on a daily basis every time he opens his mouth. And I know subcontractors. I mean, I know them. They're some of my friends. They've been there. I know the times in the 80s when they said, I'm not getting paid. And yeah. I know all of those things. And, and uh, 
when I when I talk about that, people look at me and say, this can't be true. I said, it is true. But as you say, Joe, more importantly, how did we get that divide? Because Trump is a product of a divided America. And that's what concerns me more than anything as as, as an American. It, it absolutely concerns me. And how do we start correcting that course correction that we need to make? Yeah. And see, I, again, I think it's important before Trump, um, gosh, maybe a year or two after I left Congress, I was talking about that I thought America was going through almost a third revolutionary period. I really do believe, Jim, that, again, this is all pre-Trump because right. he's an idiot. He's a moron. He's an accident. He'll right. go away. Right. But we are fundamentally divided, I believe, on our nation's founding principles. I think that's the divide. I think we need to get back to that. I think that half of this country, Jim, believes in freedom and limited government, the things that I believe in. I believe the things our founders believed in. And half of the country believes in a more expansive activist government. And I think that's the divide. I don't know that we can come together on that divide. Uh, uh, per a lot of what you've written about, I think we need to have respectful dialogue to mm -hmm. see if we can bridge that divide. And that's not going to happen until we get rid of Trump. Um, absolutely. And uh, we were talking stage and we said we've got uh, 50 days or I think it's 50 days uh, until 11-3. And I think I made a comment. It's going to be interesting to see what happened on the 51st day. Uh, yeah. of, 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 regardless of who uh, the winner is, and if we know that, and I've, I've really been contemplating that, and, and Trump's um, out here on the stump and, and being this careless, careless leader of putting people in harm's way, the very people that support him, that he has no regard, come on in and try to get that magic, drink from that magic, and he, he doesn't give a hoot about anybody and to include his supporters. So what he's going to do, Biden is elected, and I'm going to do everything I possibly can. I'm not necessarily that, saying that the Democrats have it all together. We, they got work to do as well. Yeah. But we certainly going to be better than what we have. Uh, than, than Trump, just from the lack of moral compass. So what, what, what's your concern, say, day 51? <laughs> well, Jim, we've, we've never been here. I, I, I yeah. talked about this on my radio show today. This morning, for the third time, the president of the United States said to, to the American people, there are only two outcomes on November 3rd. Either I win or it was stolen from me. Think about that. Either I win or it's illegitimate. We've never had a president go there. We've never had a president do this because all of our prior presidents, Republican, Democrat, Obama, Bush, they loved this country and they understood how important our elections were. They understood the peaceful transfer of power. What this guy, Jim, is doing is he is telling his supporters not to accept the results of the election. I think it's darker than that, Jim. He's inciting violence. He wants violence on November 4th. He wants unrest on our streets. How ugly and un-American is that? Absolutely. And, uh, and I would 
I was going to say I'd love to get inside of his head, but I don't think I really want to do that. Um, no. I think that would be a dangerous place to be. Uh, but uh, his, his thought process, because he doesn't seem to have any any empathy. Is, is there, there is no uh, emotion other than that that great yeah. ego all about him. And, uh, and, and, and for, the, for the Americans that support him, and you and I both, uh, we, we fought in many different ways to give people the right to have, to have those freedoms to support whoever you want. But it goes back to our earlier uh, discussion we were having about the broken side. And uh, you were talking about when you ran uh, in 2019, Oh, by the way, my friend, I, I was absolutely elated. And I said, I don't know what you're doing, but man, I'm all in. So I just love Thank you, Jim. I, I, I love the courage to do that. And, and maybe we need to figure out another way at another time to do it again. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, and you, you were talking about Nancy Pelosi. I think Nancy Pelosi, and, and I think your words were during your run for 2019 to challenge Donald Trump. And I, again, as I said, I love it. You got to respect uh, Nancy Pelosi. C to what extent, with no confidence, uh, no confidential information, can you share what what did you find uh, that that gained your respect? I found the Democratic Speaker of the House, Jim, who uh, was alluding to and defending the Constitution of this country more than my fellow Republicans. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Look, I've got a real problem, Jim, obviously with Trump, which is why I I did something as stupid as running against him in the primary. And I lost everything by doing that. But I've got a real problem, Jim, with the Republican Party, my former party. Uh, I, I, I believe that Donald Trump is a lawless authoritarian. You're right. He's incapable of acting in the country's interest because all he can do is think about himself. But what breaks me, Jim, is all of my former colleagues in Congress, and I've, to, yeah. I've spoken to a number of them privately over the last couple of years. And Jim, it should be no surprise to you, the vast majority of our, of our Republicans on Capitol Hill, they, they think the same way about Trump privately. They agree with damn near everything I say about Trump publicly, but they're afraid to say anything publicly. And so what disappoints me so much is, look, I disagree with the Democrats on a lot of policy. Right. But right now, Jim, the other political party in this country has become a cult. And that's really bad for America. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. In the book, the book Broken America, and as you know, I, I started off with the Constitution, founding fathers, the founding mothers. I wanted to bring us back to, for all Americans, say, it's stop. When's the last time you've sat down and really read the Constitution? It's read it, it's look at the amendments, it's understand how our government functions. And then I came up with these, these, these 10 principles that I laid out how to restore America, uh, to what extent are the 10 principles there that I, I've written them out? You think they'll work? You think they could work? Uh, Jim, I, if I were with you right now, I'd kiss you on your forehead <laughs> because those principles are timeless. Yeah. Uh, heaven help us. Forget about us. We're done. This great experiment is done if those 10 principles don't work. 
even 240 some years later. Right. Look, um, the ones that that jumped out at me are courage, tolerance, and speaking the truth. Uh, and I think, Jim, and, and you allude to these, I think we've lost touch with these principles. We're no longer a tolerant nation. We no longer tolerate people who don't think or believe like we do. Um, there's a paucity of truth telling in this country right now. And so many Americans, Jim, right now lack the courage, I believe, to, to get back the America that we were given. Hell yeah, they're timeless. And if 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 Americans would only realize what your principles were, it's not a big leap to get them back. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, when we launched the book, I said, I want to get the book in the hands of every American and especially in the hands of every, every politician. Yay. Amen. We have an initiative where we are just about to send a copy of the book. Uh, we're starting off with our home state, California, Arizona, Connecticut, and and uh, I'm not sure when the Federal Express package shows up. <laughs> it's probably going to go in the trash can, but I am going to send a copy of this book to everyone in the house. And yeah, then good. we're going to go to the cabinet, and then uh, we've, we've also sent a, uh, sent a copy to this to, to, to Joe and his team as well. Uh, hoping that we can just stop, take a breath, go back and look at the Constitution, look at these timely principles. And, uh, and, and, and I struggled a little bit when I was going to write the book. I said, what does this, this business guy, this veteran, this, this, what have I got to say that hasn't been said before? And uh, I don't have any new revolution. These things have been talked about for hundreds of years. But yeah. Hopefully, with another voice, a better time, people will stop, look at it, look in the mirror, look into the soul and say, hey, I've got to do something because this is my country and it is going to heck in the handbasket. Well, I, I can tell you, Jim, as a former member of the House, um, my office had a rule, anybody who ever sent me a book that book needed to be placed on my desk and I needed to be shown that book. And I can tell you that back when I was in the House, John Boehner was the speaker. Right. Uh, the Republicans in general, and there were a lot of Democrats in general who did the same thing. So if you're ever in a position to send a copy of your book to every member of Congress, I guarantee their eyes will get on it. And it's 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 a provocative provocative enough book that I think they'll give it a read. And once they do, it's so darn important. Yeah, good. Well, uh, uh, Federal Express, uh, I know the holidays are coming, so you better buck up here because we're going to start sending books. <laughs> we're going to start sending books to everybody until uh, until I go broke. You know, we're just going to start sending books. It's, I think it's that important. Well, it is that important, Jim. And again, let me just toot your horn. You've served this country. You love this country. That That's your motivation, I'm assuming. You look at your entire life's work. That's your motivation for writing this book. And if, if, if the American people uh, can't understand or have no interest in, in these principles that founded this country, then I don't know how we recover from that. But I haven't given up hope on that yet.
Yeah, I agree. You know, um, on Saturday, uh, uh, we had an op-ed that came out on well, Friday. We had an op-ed in USA Today. And then on Saturday, uh, I get this call and uh, it's a voice message. And I listened to it. And uh, for a grown man to say that tears is coming to the eyes, this is exactly what happened. Oh. The message was from an 88-year-old Korean veteran. Wow. Called me, said, I just read your article. Thank you for your service. And what, what I'm sharing here is, has nothing to do with my ego. And I think everybody knows that. Right. And it's the best piece that I've read in 20 years. But what are we going to do and how are you going to follow through on writing this book that you just did? I called him back. I, <laughs> talked, to him, I talked to him on Saturday. And the first thing he asked me, Joe, he said, are you a Republican or a Democrat? <laughs> and, and I said, I'm an American. Amen. And, and he says, well, my friend thought you were possibly a Democrat. I said, I'm an American. So tell your friend that we yeah. are American. And he says to me, and another thing that broke me up, because I, I do have a, a disability from the Vietnam, but I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm humble. Yeah. Uh, and I'm one of the lucky ones. And he says to me, he says, I cannot get my medication anymore. I can't yeah. get my medication. I can't get anybody to return my call. And yeah. I just bring that up because I know how passionate you are. And for me to hear an 88 year old Korean veteran and regardless of what party sitting here, we have got to do a better job. I don't care who's sitting there to make sure that we start taking care of, 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 of our veterans. So I know that was a little, little switch of direction there a little bit. But I can share that with you because I, I no, but Jim, re real, real important. I, I mentioned on my radio show today that the oldest World War II veteran had a birthday yesterday, a hundred and eleven year old Lawrence Brooks from New Orleans, our oldest World War II vet, and he's still going strong. You put that you you know this, Mister. You put that uniform on. Your country is obligated to care for you for the rest of your life. We haven't done a real good job of that in this country. It has to be better. And this is, again, I think part of why Trump got elected. So many Americans feel disconnected from Washington, D.C., like Washington, D.C. is not listening to them in both parties. Trump's just a demagogue. And I know he conned people, but he said, I hear you. Washington, D.C. needs to start listening to people again. Uh I absolutely agree with that. With the time we have left, what's next for Joe? What's next for Joe? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm on a mission. Again, politics right. aside, I, 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 I believe that Trump is such a threat. So I'm on a mission to, to try to make sure he loses, do whatever I can to make that happen. Beyond that, I don't know. Like you, I love this country. I love the founding I know somehow I'm going to spend my remaining years trying to get people to hearken back to our founding and like you um, understand what founded this country, the basic principles again. Somehow I'll be dedicated to that. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, 
anything that we can do to support and on that journey, uh, I, 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 imitation is out there because we, we have the same mission. Yep. Uh, we, we, we have the same mission and uh, 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 I got an invitation for uh, Iowa's tonight and uh, Mr. Khan uh, as uh, uh, speaking this evening and uh, and uh, I, I just love his, you know his story, people yep. like him, people like uh, you, everybody that supports me and my great team for us to be able to put this book because we started the book only nine months ago. Oh really? Yeah. Way to go, Jim. Nine I looked I said I can't sit here. I cannot look my employees in the eye. And I talk about vision, mission, and values, and I cannot sit on the sideline unless I say something. So we jumped in, we started putting the book together, we took it, we like it less than nine months, we brought this wow. to, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to release. Uh, and uh, I think it's, uh, for me, uh, I think some of the best work, I feel I'm, I'm just, I'm very proud of it from the uh, team perspective and, uh, and then, uh, Leon, uh, Leon Panetta, uh, yeah. uh, Le Leon, uh, known him for years when he was a congressman, uh, because I lived in the Monterey Peninsula where he is and Leon, uh, yep. Leon surprised me. And, and just out of the blue, we'd asked him and he, and he said, oh, here's an endorsement for the book, right? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And, and for people that know Leon, I, I don't think you, I don't care what your politics are, uh, Former Secretary Leon Panetta is one of Great the American. Americans. There's no question yeah. about it. So I was pleased to do that in his team. And I bring that up to say I, I was honored by that because Leon takes this country serious, folks. <laughs> he, yeah. he is very serious. And uh, and uh, so we're very pleased. Jim make, Jim, make me a promise. I've got a fairly large platform. However, I can help you promote this book because I believe in it and get it out. You got to let me know, my friend. I, I will. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Your radio show, your books. Uh, uh, how how can people how can people uh, get to the show? The books you have going. Uh, so share with us in the time we have left. I'll just I'm I'm on every day on the radio. The easy place to go to is gabradionetwork.com. That's with a G. Gabradionetwork.com. Go there. Look for the Joe Walsh show. It'll tell you everything you need to do. Uh, I, I put out a book about six months ago. Pardon the title. It's called <laughs> F Silence, calling Trump out for the con man that he is. You can still buy that on Amazon. Uh, I tweet a lot. Follow me at Walsh Freedom. It's an honor, Jim, to be with you. My pleasure, Joe. And uh, stay in touch. And like I said, anything that we can do, we, we, we certainly will because we're, we're, we're on the same mission. So, Likewise, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Joe Walsh. Thank you, Joe. Have a good evening. Wow, what a great, great, great guy! I, 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 I just remember in twenty in twenty ten, uh, all of the great work. Uh, what a spirit! Uh, what, what a great American! And uh, uh, it's just fantastic. Next week, next week, um, next week we have uh, Tom Day. Uh, we're we're just so blessed to have so many uh, great Americans that is uh, willing to come and spend a little time with us. And because we have, we have one mission, we have one mission for this show, and that is to inspire excellence in all Americans.
not just some Americans, inspire excellence in all Americans. Please continue to help us get our book, Broken America, brokenamerica.com, in the hands of every American, and like I said, especially in the hands of every politician. So at that, I'm going to say thank you. Thank you for uh, coming together every Tuesday evening. And also for the folks that uh, uh, did the sign up last week, if you have not received your, uh, your book, uh, it, it, it's on the way. And uh, we're just going to continue this mission. And I want to remind everyone, vote, vote, vote. It is your right. It is your right. It sent a strong message regardless of what, what you think. There's one thing that I think is all Americans. We are going in the right course. We cannot have someone leading the greatest nation on earth that at will can lie and just deceive and, and have no emotional attachment to the Americans and just put people at risk. We cannot afford to tolerate that. So until next week, Thank you. Have a good evening. And thank you for sharing some time with us. Thank you for your participation and interest in Healing America with Dr. Jim White. To stay in touch with Jim, go to www.healingamericawithdrjimwhite.com. 